This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 25, verse 5. And really, we're going to do a Bible study this morning on two words, and the two words are acacia wood. And that is one of the things that God asked the Israelites to to bring as an offering for the building of the tabernacle. Now, remember, we got to remember this. I always go back to why this is happening. I was talking last night in Bible study with a group of guys, and I I told them, you got to remember, okay, what is God trying to teach you when you're studying the Bible? What is it that God is trying to do? Go back to the root, and the way you do that is you study the verses around it so that you know the purpose. And the purpose for God in chapter 25 is for the Israelites to participate, to be a part of building a tabernacle, which is a giant, beautiful tent, a ornate tent, the best of the best, so that he could come and dwell among them, meaning that God is no longer going to be on the mountain. They're going to go with him, and they're going to head out, and they're going to go through the wilderness, and God's going to go with them. He's not going to tell them to go to the promised land. He's going to go with them to the promised land. He's not going to tell them what what to do here and there. He's going to be right there in their presence. So they don't have to question or worry or struggle with, with what to do because God's with them. It's a picture. It is a beautiful picture of the New Testament and the Holy Spirit, although the Holy Spirit's far more far more with us, far more uh, ever-present in our lives. But God wanted to be with his people, and that's what's going on here. Now, most of the things that God asked for as far as offerings, as far as the things that he wanted the Israelites to give, in order to build this tabernacle, represent him. But in a relationship, it's not, uh, our relationship with God is not a one-way relationship. And you need to hear that. God does not want it to be a one-way relationship. It's a two-way relationship. It's between us and him. It's a real live relationship and it's a powerful one. And this relationship involves us. And obviously, if he's going to build a tabernacle and the tabernacle is is going to represent our relationship with him, then some aspects of the tabernacle are going to point to some aspects of who we are. And obviously, the gold and silver and bronze, they point to uh, qualities of God, his royalty, his his grace and mercy and silver, his bronze is his judgment and his truth and his holiness. You've got all the colors and all the coverings that are the, the yarns and the cloth that he asked for, the goat's hair, the ram skin, the the porpoise leather, all that kind of stuff represents aspects of God's covering and his work and his nature, uh, making us holy and making us righteous before him. And then and then you get to you get to acacia wood. 
and acacia wood for the Israelites and for the people in in certain parts of Egypt and then in certain parts of the wilderness in the Arabian and also in the Sinai Peninsula, which are two peninsulas right next to each other, Sinai being a lot smaller and Arabian being a lot larger. The acacia wood was a pretty well-known wood. In fact, it was probably the most prevalent wood in that area. Now, if you live in Alabama, which most of the people who are watching this, you don't really realize how much actual, how big and how how voluminous our trees are. We have trees everywhere. If you ride out of a city, there are giant 40, 60, 80-foot trees everywhere along the highways. In the Our whole state is a giant state full of big trees. But if you move out west, uh, even to eastern Texas, you begin to see the trees get smaller and smaller. That even happens in parts of Louisiana. And then as you get to west Texas, they're not really trees. They, and they're trees, but they're not trees in the way we think of trees. They're bushes. In Alabama, uh, a West Texas tree in Alabama is just a is just a large bush that might be something we use outside our house to give it cover. They, they they're not the same. The acacia tree was actually a fairly tall tree, and it provided covering. It provided it provided a place for someone to stand and get out of the sun, and and some protection from the sun, and maybe even a little bit of protection from the rain. Although in the area they're in, there's no rain, and so there's a lot of there is a lot of acacia wood, which means it's common. There's a lot of it. And and also acacia wood is because it's in the in an arid area of the world, because it is uh, hardy, it is very strong, really strong. And it is it is something that once you used it, it might last for it might last for hundreds of years. It had the ability to once it's cured and set, it could last for a long time. Acacia wood is is a picture of us. And let me show you why. Because in scripture, interestingly enough, if you wanted to say, what is a picture of people in general, not individuals, because scripture gives us lots of pictures of individuals, but of people in general, interestingly, it's fish and the fishers of men and all that kind of stuff. And when I say fish, plural, fish is, but not with as on the end, because that's in proper English, but fish and trees. Interestingly enough, trees are pictures of lots of people or a lot of humanity. And and wood oftentimes can be a picture of of human of the human nature. It's sinful, it's very hard to change, it's very hard to to make it different. And as you're studying this, God says he wants acacia wood. And we're going to study how the acacia wood's used, but I want you to see that that it is used in a very powerful way. It's used to make the poles and the cross beams for what is going to be a fence around around the tabernacle. There's going to be a white fence, a white linen fence, all the way around the tabernacle. And there's going to be one entrance, and that's the picture of, that's when Jesus says, I am the gate. They understand what that means because there's only one gate to the Temple Mount. There's only one gate into the tabernacle. He's the gate, but the fence around it, that which surrounds it, is a white fence, white with linen. If you said, what does that represent? I think it actually represents the angelic host, but the uh, framework of that is acacia wood. And I think just like the framework of the tabernacle itself, meaning all the beams and crossbars to actually set up the tent, 
the the framework for for the Ark of the Covenant is acacia wood, and very importantly, the two poles that go through the the circles that are on each side of the ark, the ringlets that are going to be attached to the ark, that it, the poles that are used to carry those the ark of the covenant by people is acacia wood. And every part of it, I want you to notice that the framework for the temple, the framework for the fence around the ark, not, not the temple, the, the tabernacle, the framework of the fence around the tabernacle, the framework of the actual tent that is the tabernacle, the framework for the Ark of the Covenant, and that which is carried, which carries the Ark of the Covenant, is all acacia wood. And what does that say? Well, it says that in this relationship, the core thing that God is wanting is us. It's we're the core of it. There's no reason to really have an Ark of the Covenant where there's a mercy seat and the angels are there and the propitiation spot is right there in the middle of those uh, two wings. There's no real right reason to have it without people. Now, it's gold, it's ornate, it represents all the intimacy that we can have with God, but there's really no purpose in it unless there's no reason to even have it unless there's people. There's no reason to have a tabernacle where God dwells on earth unless there's people. There's no really there's no reason to have a protection, something to protect and to surround the presence of God unless there's people. There's no reason for it. And even more intimately, remember those ringlets and, and those poles that carry the ark and really the very presence of God hovered, that propitiation spots where the eternal meets the physical in the world. That that spot right there between the two angels' wings as they reach out and they touch each other, that spot where they put the blood is where God's very presence for the people of Israel, that spot right now is now in your soul. It's in your it's in your heart, okay? But at that time, the only place for God to dwell with his people was in that sanctuary, in that in that holy of holies there in the tabernacle and later in the temple. That spot right there is the very presence of God with his people. And notice, God said that they weren't to touch that because he's holy, but they could carry it. And later on in scripture, you'll see in Second uh, Samuel, somebody touches the ark when they're carrying it because they put the ark not on human shoulders to carry, but they put it on an ox cart. And the ox cart bobbles and tilts, and it looks like the ark is going to fall off the ox cart. And one of David's close personal friends reaches out to steady the ark, and God kills him because you're not supposed to touch the presence of God. And you go, it wasn't his fault. That's true. It wasn't his fault, although he did something that he knew he shouldn't do. It was David's fault because David had God's presence being carried on an ox cart, which is a picture of, of the flesh. God's presence is not supposed to be carried anywhere except on men, on human beings. And there, there, the uh, Ark of the Covenant was to be carried by human beings. And uh, the presence of God, the very intimacy of God was to be carried by human beings. And as we go through all these beautiful pictures of, of the presence and the power and the nature of God, that we find in the gifts that are to be given to build the tabernacle. 
as we go and look and find those things, as we search them out, you need to understand and you need to realize that those things ultimately have a purpose and that purpose is for God to dwell with his people. And so the underpinnings, the framework of what God's doing is drawing his people together to build his presence in his church. And so the framework for the tent and framework for the ark and the framework for the gate or the fence around all the sanctuary and literally the poles by which God's presence is carried is human beings. And when we study this, I think, and remember, it's not fancy human beings. It's not the elite. It's the common. It's the acacia wood. It's sturdy. It's durable. It's long-lasting. It's very common, but very important. And it is the whole purpose of why God's going to dwell with people on the earth. It's the people that he's dwelling with. That's the whole reason for it. He He's making himself known through these human beings. And as you study God's word, sometimes you say, why would you do a Bible study just on two words? One word would be a great word to do a Bible study on, and that's Jesus, right? Who would say that you can't do many Bible studies on Jesus. But if I was going to pick just one word to do a Bible study on out of all these different gifts and spices and oils and metals and linen. If I was going to do one Bible study on the whole purpose for all this, it I would choose acacia wood. Why? Because it's nothing really special about it except that it is the reason God wants to dwell on the earth. It's us. And God's that way. He really does love us. Why? Sometimes, especially when I'm in court all day long, sometimes I'm not really sure why, but he does. And we're the reason he wants to dwell on earth. And he's moved from a tabernacle to a temple. And when Jesus came, he moved from a temple to inside of us. The kingdom of God is inside of you. God's very presence is inside of you. And the propitiation spot, that spot between those two angels' wings, is literally in your heart. Literally right there in your heart. And you're the acacia wood. Praise God we all. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. That he'll make his face to shine upon you. And that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.